Welcome to the Lance Well Now Show. What a wonderful year this is becoming. Every day, in every way, the kingdom of God is getting more and more real, and God is manifesting himself in a more personal and powerful way. I see this is a year where we're going up into more. Behold, I sit before you an open door. There's a voice that comes from heaven to John. Look up, there's an open door. God is giving you an open door in 2024, an open door to more. You've got to go up in order to go in. If you want to go into the new year the right way, you've got to go up another level. Now, I've got this uh, message, the Mount Zion Mantle, which is reaching your next level. And I want to make sure that I get this over to you for your gift of any amount. You are authorized to bring forth certain fruit this year. Jesus says, I've appointed you and chosen you. You didn't choose me. I chose you that you would do certain things. When the Apostle Paul went to certain cities, the Lord said to him, don't be concerned, Paul. I have many people in this city, meaning God is sending you where you're authorized to go so that you can go up and have a harvest for what God's got for you. I want you to go up to the next level. We're going to talk about that Mount Zion mantle. You can go to lancewilla.com forward slash open door to uh, be able to get the bundle Mount Zion Mantle, and you are authorized. You could also call 1-800-910-6349 if you want to call someone, get prayer, and put your order in, your gift of any amount. I want to make sure you get this powerful positional teaching. And it talks about David's three anointings. You know, you think you, all you need is God, just me and God, me and God. No, it's never that case. You need what the great bishop in New York, Tony D'Onofrio, once preached, and I never forgot it when I heard him say that. He said, David was anointed by God when Samuel poured the vial of oil upon him. Many would think that that's all you need is the anointing from God. But David could not do what he was anointed to do until the tribes of Israel recognized who he was. Folks, you not only have to have the anointing from God, you have to have the anointing of recognition. Powerful revelation right there. Write that down. When I heard Pastor D'Onofrio, Bishop D'Onofrio say that, I said, that's gold. Wrote it down. Much of what I teach and what I preach is what I hear, that the Spirit of God quickens to me and says, that's good. <laughs> God loves to hear his words released in the earth. And so my ear is trained. I'm a connoisseur, like someone who's a classical musician can, can analyze composition or a wine taster can taste the nuance. If you're a, a word connoisseur, you appreciate revelation knowledge. This David needed the recognition of the tribes of Israel for him to go where he had to go. And where was he going? He was going to go to the top of Mount Zion, take a government position, and bring the nation up another level. But you can't take other people higher if they don't recognize who you are. You don't want to be egotistic about it, but you have to be realistic. Jesus could not do many great works in Nazareth because they were too familiar with who he was. And for that reason, God moves a lot of people geographically out of a place. It's not that you don't relate to them 
is that they can't relate to you. They don't see who you are because they have the filter of their familiarity. Their familiarity with you in the previous season is robbing them of the ability to see you accurately in the present, and therefore, they will stumble over where you're going. I'm preaching and prophesying to somebody right now. Well, let me read to you what 200 prophets came together with a consensus and shared at a meeting I was at, a couple of meetings, 32 nations, 200 prophets. I want to come into this right now. A lot of this was done during Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, right, right before Hamas's attack. And a lot of it came after. But let me tell you right now, the Prince of Persia, which is Iran, is teaming up with Russia, the bear, and China, the dragon. For 10 years, this group of 200 prophets has been warning about the collusion of the Prince of Persia, Iran, rising up again, along with Russia and along with China. And... Uh, and without getting into the geopolitical mess, when Donald Trump was president, he had Russia where he needed him, he had China where he needed him, and he had Iran where he needed him because he was anointed with Isaiah 45, Cyrus anointing, to undo the belts of his adversaries, meaning to nullify the military capacity of his enemies. Sorry to say, I'm not being political, I'm giving you perspective prophetically on world affairs. Biden's administration has created a conflict we can't win in the Ukraine and doesn't know how to benefit or back anybody correctly in the Hamas attack with Israel. Irritating the Arabs and, um, and only partially helping the Jewish people because he keeps on wanting to stop them from eradicating the threat of what's now in their territory. Needless to say, Russia, China, and North Korea, in the next year, if we don't have the right results in 2024, electorally, in our government, they will look at it as a sign and a signal of weakness. Taiwan is, on, is meat that's on the menu for China. North Korea says, if you can go for Taiwan, I can go start taking territory from South Korea. China goes, hey, hold it. Now you're getting... You're getting uh, the thing a little bit uh, dangerous now, but go ahead and saber rattle because we're going to use you as a junior partner, big dragon, little dragon. We're issuing a worldwide call for wartime watchmen and women, men and women to fast and pray and be on the wall that World War III, which has been averted for now, will continue because Europe is in peril, specifically the nations bordering the Ukraine, Poland, Romania, Slovakia, Moldova, and Belarus is already in alignment with the bear, Russia. And we need our prayers because they could become a proxy adjutant like North Korea is for China, a toy that distracts and does their dirty work. Belarus can be, be that with Russia, serving Russia. We're giving you prophetic intelligence, people. We're given a special admonition to go back and read Shaping Prayer, Shaping History Through Prayer and Fasting by my mentor, Derek Prince, who basically helped to shape World War II. Uh, an interesting story, Derek Prince prayed and fasted uh, for victory, and God said, don't pray for victory for your armies. 
pray that I give you leadership such as it's consistent with my reputation to give you victory, consistent with my glory to give you victory. So right away, instead of praying for the defeat of the Nazis, Prince started fasting and praying for God to raise up the right generals in the British Army. At that moment, there was a general that was coming in, flying in to take over the failed North Africa campaign that was being defeated by Rommel, the military genius that was just kicking butt everywhere he went. The plane crashed, and that famed general that was sent never made it to this destination. A great tragedy. Churchill was beside himself. He said, who am I going to send to take the place of him? We already, that's two generals down. Uh, there's one uh, general, Lord, Lord uh, Montgomery. Well, Montgomery was the son, I, I think, of an Anglican uh, vicar, and he was a teetotaling uh, Christian who didn't tolerate taking the Lord's name in vain, sloppiness, lack of discipline. He was a fastidious ruler, leader, and Derek Prince says that I'm adding, I'm giving you a little time in the story so that if you never read the book, you get the benefit of the story in the book. Prince is fasting and praying, and the Lord says, listen to this. Broadcast comes on. This is General Bernard Montgomery. I am now leading this particular theater of operations in North Africa to deal with Germany. And we will begin with a word of prayer. And immediately he prayed and besieged the God of battles to grant mercy and victory unto the forces of the Allies. The moment that Derek Prince heard Montgomery open his campaign with a word of prayer from the general's tent that the God of battles would give victory, the Spirit of God dropped on him and said, there's your answer to your fasting and prayer. Now God has a leader such as it's consistent with his glory to give you victory. And indeed, from that moment, Rommel lost in North Africa. We need to learn how to shape history through prayer and fasting to tip the scales. In Asia, the prophets were warning about Taiwan. Not only that, but South Korea, Indonesia, Japan, looking at what's happening in Vietnam, Thailand, Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, India, and other nations. Prayers are coming up as I was studying this night and day for God to save the church and influence those nations that they will be at least in alignment with the sheep nation status, meaning they will not turn their back on Christians or Israel. Tremendous shakings are coming to the earth. And of course, the heinous crime that took place on October 7th on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles is exactly the same thing that happened when Haggai prophesied in, uh, it's 3422, I believe, in in Israel, which would correspond to like 520 B.C., and it was on that October 6th and 7th that he prophesied the shakings of the end time that were going to come to the earth. Ironically, it's exactly October 6th and 7th when the shakings of the Hamas attack took place in, in Israel, precisely the day that Haggai prophesied global shakings would start in the last days. So I expect that Middle East wars are going to continue to expand out of that, like a ripple effect. Now, additional information that came from the prophets' gathering that I want to share with you as we're going to the Mount Zion mantle teaching, how to be mantled to go up in the spirit when the shaking comes down. You want to get that, lancewallet.com forward slash open door uh, for your gift of any amount. I want to make sure you have the teaching on how to be mantled to go up through your open door this year. 
And don't worry about the adversaries. There are going to be many adversaries. Your, idea, your, your goal is to focus on the door, not the enemy at the door. So Satan, uh, Satan ultimately is interested in changing the times and seasons. God is a season of reformation for America, a season of restoration uh, for uh, Israel, and a season of uh, harvest in the nations, preparing nations to be able to resist the, the coming season when the beast system rises and nations have to go to the valley of decision to decide how they're going to handle Israel, how they're going to handle Christianity. It's all coming. The valley of decision is, is there. But the church isn't ready yet and these nations aren't ready yet. That's why the prophets are saying Satan's desire is to escalate wars so the revivals that are happening around the world will be aborted. The spirit of Antichrist wants to interrupt what God's doing to change the timing and the season. Uh, ethnicities are going to rage. Expect more race wars. Uh, we're going to have more Arab against us. Uh, why do you think the elites are, are bringing in 290 to 300,000 foreigners without vetting them every month? Ethiopia, Africa, Middle East, China, Asia. They want as much diversity without vetting, flooding into America so that we've got 3 million right now on a waiting list. I listened to Tucker Carlson the other night. He said, when the ruling class is no longer interested in what's in the benefit, what's benefiting the citizens, but is interested in what perpetuates their power, the ruling class needs to go. And the people need a populist revolt. They got to do something to remove that. What sane country brings in uh, the equivalent of, let's say in a month, 300,000, uh, 20 combat divisions of men from Jordan, from Egypt, from Iraq, from Syria. The terrorist watch lists are freaking out over the number of terrorists coming in, people that hate America. They're, you can see that when, when they're being interviewed by Ben Berkwam and friends of mine, they cup their, they, the defiance in their eyes. They're, they're on a mission demonically, many of them to come in and destroy America. Oh, I have to say, not all of them. Yeah, no kidding, not all of them, which is why you have to ask, why are your rulers not vetting them to see which ones are going to be hired? By the way, do you know the nonprofits, the NGOs, the 527s that are bringing them in? They've got an extraordinary funding machine. They're giving them the contacts, working with the, with the mafia cartels in Mexico and paying them. The left-wing Marxist, well-funded anarchy machine is bringing in the rioters for 2024. You hear what I'm saying? <gasps> it's so obvious when you see it. That's why they're coming in. Whoever's paying to bring them in is going to mobilize them and activate them because ethnicities will rage against each other and the police will be told not to excite the conflict. So there's going to be police apathy, indifference, or confusion as to how they're going to handle the next year of political riots. But remember this. Remember I told you this. Coming through the border are going to be people that were brought through by Marxist organizations for the purpose of, of deploying them for violence and destruction in America in order to disrupt the nation with narratives of division and civil war and hostility and the innocent. People who just preach the Bible and love Jesus 
are going to be in the crosshairs of this will be accused. I've been accused already by Carl Reiner, Castle Rock Movies. They're making movies about guys like me. All because I'm saying America must be saved. We, we, we cannot continue being exploited and divided by the manipulation of Marxist demons that are utilizing violence and intimidation and diversity, equity, and inclusion laws to, to, uh, to literally be prejudiced against Americans, to pull them out of jobs in order to take people that have a grievances and put them at the top of some make-believe hierarchy of power. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strategy from hell to take people that get along and love each other and work together and divide them. And I believe God's going to judge it. He's going to judge it this year. And that's going to be, you're going to want to hold on to your, to your uh, seatbelt because lawlessness and anarchy uh, is going to be breaking out and the police will have a hard time enforcing the law because they're going to be told not to incite the Arab community, the African-American community. Uh, it's going to be, I'm telling you how it is. Now, if you see that ahead of time, what's the purpose of seeing it? Praying about it. Because the moment I put it out there, it's like disinfectant. There's all kinds of demons going, what, 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 what? Where'd he get that? Where'd he get that? Where'd he get that? How? I mean, that's their playbook. I'm telling you it. So you could pray. Not only pray, but have courage. You need to go out and you need to be sharing with other people that if you get involved, like Nehemiah chapter 4, you're going to have to do your praying with one hand and your voting with the other. Praying with one hand and you're educating your friends with the other. Praying with one hand and getting other people out into the battle because we are going to make decisions this year that are going to determine in the Western Hemisphere whether we go into a global war era and the de-dollarization of America or whether America can survive for a period longer. And I think it's God's will that America survive. I think it's God's will that the enemy's attacks be exposed. When I sit down and read newspapers, like I read, I do a broadcast. you got to go to lancewellnet.com forward slash podcast, catch us every day doing strategic prophetic analysis of how we're going to thwart the devil in arts, government, business, education. When I read Elon Musk says DEI must die and criticizes diversity schemes as discrimination, when God raises up Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk and puts the Elon Musk platform X out there, as God is raising up champions that are called common grace vessels, they aren't even coming as Pentecostals, which is why it's a joke that a lot of us are, well, should we even be involved? I don't think the Lord, it's like what goofballs we are sometimes. God is God's having to raise up unsaved people to do the job for the church that the church doesn't do for itself. Well, thus says the Lord to Cyrus, whom I've anointed for the sake of my people Israel. That was Cyrus, Isaiah 45. God put an anointing upon a foreigner for the sake of his people to go deal with enemies. 2024 election is critical. Nations are watching. If a wartime president isn't elected, fueled by wartime intercessors, our enemies are going to see America as weak and weaker, and 2025 is the potential year for their global ex uh, uh, wars to break out. Well, yeah, it makes sense. The church is awakening to the message of discipling nations. The church is awakening to various nations coming in alignment with the timetable, which if they don't rise up, persecutions are coming that will cause them to have to have an underground church movement. 
I'm hoping we don't have to have an underground church movement in America. But first thing that's going to go is your freedom of speech. If uh, this Marxist environment isn't policed, if China and the dragon keeps on spreading its Marxist Maoist strategies, DEI, by the way, diversity, equity, inclusion, is a Maoist communist strategy of creating an alternate hierarchy of uh, oppressed and oppressors. And anyone that has something in education or financial stability is an oppressor. That's how DEI works. So you got to understand what's out there, folks. Once you understand it, you're going to be outraged. That's the good news about it. Most people have to be deceived to let it operate. But once you have your eyes open, you go, what? In America, it'll never go down. So stay with me now. i got eight minutes left. The Holy Spirit's going to release an anointing of comfort because Psalm 24 is going to be an important psalm for this year. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, him that has clean hands and a pure heart? That's you having to deal with yourself. We're going to talk about going up the Mount Zion mantle is in part judging yourself accurately. And then the Lord, who is mighty in battle, is going to swing open the gates and open wide the doors. Because there are many adversaries, but God's going to show up. By the way, your door, when does your door open up? Your door opens up when you show up. You ever go to those uh, grocery stores and like, you know, they have, they have that elect, uh, electronic beam so that it's the doors closed and then you get in proximity, it opens up. <laughs> if you wait for the door to open to go, it ain't going to open. You have to obey God and go in the direction you're called to go so that he gets the glory when the door opens. It's amazing how God does it. I've seen it happen so many times. It's humbling too because you just show up and then God shows off and says, I'll do this, I'll do that. But until you get there, you don't see a thing. Spirit of division. The spirit of offense and the spirit of division is going to be doing its special mischievous work. And you can see why, because the enemy's coming down. He's coming down, everything that's in people, all the demons that are there that haven't been cast out, dealt with, nullified and crucified and, 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 and resisted. Well, ambition, bitterness, insecurity, competition, jealousy. You know, the only way you can deal with those spirits is to assume that at some level, you don't know everything that's going on in you. You just can only judge your thoughts and your actions. But if you really get provoked and provoked, provoked, like this week I was talking to a pastor, I went to his church, and I don't always do these, but I had to go in and, and do a... Um, a discussion on the prophetic landscape and the political reality of Mount Zion, what's going on in the earth right now. And I went out of obedience because I did not want to go because I knew I was going to be speaking to people that had heard all kinds of bad things about me. Who wants to go where people have heard rumors about you? I went because the Holy Ghost told me to go. I called the pastor today. I said, well, we were both obedient doing this conference. He said, yeah, but over 95% of the people really loved it. And, and a lot of them that didn't know who you were and heard bad stuff about you actually came to your defense when the 5% that just don't are triggered, when they started saying stuff about you, the people that heard you said, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. That happened to me at Harvard. I had a Harvard protest. Harvard Crimson Reviews writing uh, letters uh, against me. It was because uh, Soros-funded groups were targeting me to have a... To have a um, protest on the campus when I was going there to speak. But it was the Harvard students that came to my defense and said, that's not what he said. He said this, not that. Whew. You need that. 
There is a grassroots movement in the United States of women who are mama bears who are tired of seeing their families targeted and their children hurt. There's going to be large and small gatherings of women to fight against being indoctrinated with non-biblical truths. If you're watching this with a chat thread, write, I'm a mama bear if you're a mama bear. And if you're a man that isn't emasculated and willing to stand for your children, write, I'm a papa bear. Let me find out who you are. The family mountain will be a major focus this year or sphere of society. Somebody here is trying to be politically correct. The family mountain or sphere. I call it a mountain because it's easier to remember. Yep, come up higher in 24. The number four in 5784 is actually the symbol number for a door. Satan wants to shut your door in 24. Therefore, do not let sin, which is crouching at the door, first reference to door in the Bible is sin is crouching at it and its desire is for you. So understand this, if you're going to go into the opportunity, the opportunity is going to tempt you. I'm ringing a bell on that one. God's going to give you access to what you want, but what you want will come with temptation. You never had, uh, never had people listen to you before. Now when you got an audience, you got a whole different kind of temptation. One, you have the temptation of bitterness because nobody hears you. The other one, you got the temptation of people-pleasing because a lot of people are listening. Sin is crouching at your open door. And its desire is to take advantage of you. You must be deserting and put it to death. Doors of influence are going to open. Doors to obtain wisdom. Doors for new relationships. Start prophesying. New relationships are coming to me this year. Now, I'm going to run over there to my board because I'm going to show you how the Mount Zion mantle is going to work for you this year. I'm giving you all these prophecies about what's coming this year. You know, I'm telling you, the Lord says, come up higher, right? Oh, I wish I had more time to do this properly. I wish, I wish, I wish. Why don't you guys support me with money so that I could buy airtime and do this properly? Anyway, I put on some weight this, this New Year's. I'm not blaming anyone but me because I had to open the door of my mouth for that food to go into it. All right, here's what I want you to see. David, I said last week, was anointed with three anointings. The first anointing was the anointing that came from Samuel, where God anointed David. The second anointing came from the tribe of Judah, where one tribe said, you've got it, and we're with you. And then finally, the third anointing came when all the tribes did it, 12 of them. Now he has full government unity. In the first anointing is the most important. It's getting God's anointing. But what happens next is, now watch this, this is so powerful, Judah and all the tribes come together and anoint David. This is called the anointing of recognition. And call 800-910-6349 because I'm going to show you how we move up three levels to the anointing of the high calling of God. So here's what, what happened with David. First anointing, Second anointing, third anointing. It, the anointing of recognition is the part I want you to catch. That you can have an anointing of God, and I'm sure every preacher has had this experience. I can preach. Oh, a worship leader, I can lead worship. 
Uh, pastor won't let me. The prophets won't let me. Oh, the spirit of Saul is here. And you come with all these corny excuses as to then people split a church. They're a youth leader. Hope I'm not meddling too much. And they got the youth recognize them, but the pastor's wife doesn't. And they feel led to go start their own church. Typically, that ends up in a disaster uh, in two ways. One, they go off doctrinally or otherwise. Or secondly, they, uh, they grow and they've always got the seed of division in their ministry. They can't get rid of it because what they sowed is what they keep reaping. All those things can happen. But what I want you to see here is how David did it right. First of all, you'll see David goes off to the first anointing. He's in the tribe of Judah, comes to him at Hebron. Hebron in the Hebrew is the seat of association or the place of fellowship. This is where, if you don't mind me saying so, this is where you build the relationships that are critical to gathering momentum. In this place at Hebron, you find your tribe. And the tribe recognizes that you've got an anointing. You with me so far? All right, let's get your Bible. We're going to go look at this. Hold on. I'm going to find it here. 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel 16. Watch this for a second. This will just be a five-minute supplement here. 1 Samuel 16. And it says here, verse 12, the Lord says, arise and anoint him. This is the one. David's the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose and went to Ramah. The Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. But now the anointing that was on Saul went to David. Interesting dynamics there. A story in itself we should get into at some point. But David then uh, has that anointing, but Saul then is persecuting him. And God allows Saul to persecute David because he's, in a sense, he's putting character into David. He's, and David said, thou hast enlarged me in my distress. So you, you want to realize even your adversity might be God expanding you. So David over here is getting expanded into larger and larger spheres through distress. He ends up running from Saul and getting recognized. He gets anointed by the tribe of uh, uh, the tribe of Judah. Now, when the tribe of Judah, this is like for seven years, I think he's in that place in a pattern. God's doing something in his life. Then his third anointing happens when there's all twelve tribes of Israel. They all come to David. All twelve. Saul is down. David is up. Now the house of David is such that the anointing brings unity and recognition. Now, this is a complex concept. I pray you get it. David sees on the horizon Jerusalem and Mount Zion, a strategic location on the Mount of Jerusalem. 
And so what does David do? He says, brethren, I'm anointed to get you somewhere. I've got the anointing to give you governmental victory. I can't do it unless you recognize the anointing. You see, you're not anointed for yourself. You're anointed for someone else. The anointing of a teacher is for the people being taught. The anointing of the businessman is for the people being prospered through what they do. The anointing of any ministry is the people you're sent to bless. That's why a businessman should love his customers because you're anointed for business for them. Now, here's the problem. Without the pupil, the teacher never gets to teach. <laughs> Without the, the anointing of recognition, no matter what you've got, the people you're anointed to help can't get it. They have to recognize you got it. David gets, gets the anointing of recognition, and immediately they take Jerusalem and Mount Zion. He had the ability to give them an inheritance if they would just recognize what he was able to give them. The moment they had, he had recognition and they had agreement, they moved together on the assignment because you're anointed for an assignment. All right, let me do one thing here. I wish I had different pens. We'll just wrap it up this way. You see my three levels here? We got Hebron, Jerusalem, and then Mount Zion. Hebron is the place where God's going to build character and relationships. Jerusalem, so you're going to see 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Watch this. Some 30, some 60, some 100. What's the difference between one kind of gift and another? I would suggest to you that the great difference in mastery is in the quality of distinctions a person can make. The more distinctions you can make, the more expertise you've got. Tiger Woods can make a, a, a finer distinction on how he's going to play the field than the hacker who's out there on the weekends. A symphony conductor like Leonard Bernstein, I was watching some documentaries on him lately, he could hear a note that was off. He was, he was taught by a ruthless female teacher who was hard on him. He said he was nervous every time he went to go play in front of her because she demanded that he pay attention to the details of what his fingers were doing. And uh, he said it taught him to listen to every part of an orchestra. Expertise, mastery, is based upon the number and quality of distinctions that you can make. A great leader has greater distinctions he makes, better questions he can ask about this or about that. So what you have here is, in Hebron, you have a 30-fold anointing. And you can bring people into fellowship with yourself. That's a tribe. But uh, the 60-fold anointing goes higher. You could say, this is the way of salvation. Easy to get someone saved, believe it or not. Easy to go to the hospital and pray a sinner's prayer with someone. Done it many times in a deathbed. Done it many times in a parking lot. Many times I've been around an altar call. Thousands of people get saved at our gatherings when we go on the road, Mario and me, uh, with fire and glory. But now getting people to enter into the truth and grow and have their mind renewed 
and put the word of God first, there's fewer people there. Getting people who will live it in their life and teach others what they've learned so that they can reproduce, that's even rarer yet. What does the Bible say? Well, the Bible is very realistic. It says many are called to the kingdom, but relatively fewer are chosen. The chosen, in a sense, choose to put a value upon the word of God and the call of God. They'll go up the mountain. Does that make sense? So uh, my spiritual mom, years ago, and I'm going to end it right here, she had a vision. And she told me about the vision. I never forgot it. And she said it was uh, taken from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. So great a salvation, the Lord showed her. She was a visionary prophetess. She saw it. So great a salvation, she looked. And then the Lord showed her these three parts, justified, sanctified, glorified. Woo! And right away she could see it. The 30, 60, 100 fold, the way, the truth, the life. You see, there's different levels of glory. Justification is easy. In a sense, in your spirit, you're justified. The moment you're born again, your spirit is born again. That's how come you know you're a new creature. Now, working it out, obeying it, making it apply, that's sanctification. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of God's got to go to work in your soul to renew your mind. But then when the anointing and the life and the gifts are transforming and manifesting, uh, ultimately, there's going to be a move of God that is going to be even our own bodies are going to be changed, glorified, glorified bodies. The Apostle Paul said, I think it's in uh, 2, 2 Thessalonians, I pray, God, your entire spirit, soul, and body be sanctified, set apart for the Lord. That's 30, 60, 100-fold, justified, sanctified, and, the, and then God is ultimately glorified in your body. Well, there's a lot to talk about. And the, and, and the Mount Zion mantle covers the grades of going up and I had to do that today with the prophetic drama of what's unfolding. You see, the only way to handle that bumpy road, right above it. Go up. LanceWalnut.com forward slash open door. Get a hold of the teaching. You're authorized to go up to Mount Zion. And God's calling you to come up to a higher place. Call 1-800-910-6349 for your, uh, your gift of any amount. We're going to start to work together this year. And... I'm committed to giving you the distinctions that will enable you to have mastery in the assignment God gave you. And together, we're going to see nations transformed. I'll see you again on the next block. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.